Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Oh, do you guys hear that silence? Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Let's try it again. Hello, Ward. Crickets. I'm just basking in the silence because Ward is not here this week. And while that is weird and unsettling and certainly not going to be the norm going forward, nor is it anything that I wanted, it is kind of nice not to hear him yapping back at me. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it. Ward is on a family trip right now. At this very moment, I believe he is crossing the border from Illinois into Indiana. He is visiting some folks back in his hometown. And he will be back with us next week. So I apologize deeply and profoundly because you're stuck with me today. And I got to say, this is so strange because I'm just staring at a green light next to a little pinhole camera lens on my computer i don't get to look at that luxurious head of hair lettuce that ward has i'm just kind of staring at myself and a camera lens this is strange we got a good episode today with a great guest and somebody that i think we're all very very interested in hearing how his summer and uh basketball life is going so we will get to that in a little bit but as always we are Daryl, Daryl, are you, can you do the thing that Ward does? No, Daryl's gone too. Weird. Never see Daryl and Ward in the same place, do you? Like Superman and Clark can't. You see what I did there? Howard, bae. Communitycars.com. Communitycars.com, who has been part of the Bloomington community for decades. Communitycars.com, any way you want to get a car. You want to call up and just do it on the phone? Boom, done. You want to do it on the internet, over email? Boom, done. You want to walk in and talk to a guy old school, hand-to-hand, mano-a-mano, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, the way that gladiators do it? I don't know why I use that reference or that metaphor, but they'll do that too. And any way you do it, you're going to walk out with a car at the best price you can find. You're going to walk out with a car with the service that is the best you can find. You're not going to be bamboozled. You're not going to have the wool pulled over your eyes. You're not going to feel like you have to take a shower afterwards. You're going to know that you made a fair deal for a car, and the money is going to a company that supports Indiana University through sponsorship deals, through NIL contributions, through employing about 300 people in the greater Bloomington area, community cars, all kinds of different cars. Go to communitycars.com. Get you your next car. New, used, lease, buy, doesn't matter. Go get your car from communitycars.com. All right. 
Let's do a recap of where we're at with all things IU basketball. I know football is around the corner, but I don't really have any big updates there. I know that they've been locking up some recruits for 2024. But the big news in Indiana athletics is the fact that recruiting for the class of 2024 is hitting a fever pitch. We have come out of the Peach Jam weekend. We had big weekend in Las Vegas. There's been huge events. We're nearing the end here of the July recruiting period. And Indiana has clearly set their sights on some main targets. And let's break down who those targets are. Obviously, at the top of that heap, I think I'm going to put him number one right now, only because of how long and how hard and how consistent they've gone after him, is Liam McNeely. Uh, Liam McNeely is a guy who is a bit of a Swiss Army knife on the court. He can shoot. He can pass. He can defend. He can rebound. He's got a high basketball IQ. He's got good size for his position. I think the jury might be a little bit out on his defensive ability, but honestly, who gives a tumbling shit? This kid can shoot. He's been shooting lights out all over the AAU circuit. He showed it at Mount Verde that he is a high-level shooter. He's just a high, high-level basketball player, and Indiana has been recruiting him as long as anybody, including his hometown School of Texas, home state school of Texas, I should say. And the Chris Beard firing and then um, being replaced by Rodney Terry and them still trying to maintain their momentum. I believe they stubbed their toe on that momentum and it opened the door for somebody like Indiana who had been consistent and and had been just a heavy presence in Liam's life. Still there, still pushing it out hard. Um Brian Walsh has been leading the charge on that one with the help, obviously, of Kenya and Yah as well. And Mike Woodson has gotten involved. But it is clear that Indiana wants Liam badly. And the breaking news that happened just today, which is Monday when I'm recording this, is that Liam has announced that he is coming to Indiana for a senior year official visit. That's a big deal. Liam's been there for a junior year visit. And here's why I think it's a big deal. He's not waiting till Hoosier Hysteria. He's not waiting to see a game. He's coming in September for a football weekend is apparently what we hear. Might be the early part of September. I think this bodes well for Indiana. I think this is a kid who might decide sooner than most people were thinking he would. I think the fact that he does not need to see an Indiana basketball game. I think the fact that he's coming in September and possibly the early part of September and has announced that we're an official visit his senior year after a junior year, I think all of that bodes very well. Now, there's real competition for him. Kansas is pushing very hard to move to the top. Oklahoma is pushing. Uh, there's other schools pushing, and Texas is still there. So you never know what's going to happen in a recruitment, but I feel very good about that one. And now let's move to his Mount Verde teammate, Derek Queen who I would say is experiencing as much of a bump in the coverage of him and how recruiting analysts are talking about him than anybody in the 2024 class. I mean, he was always highly ranked. Derek Queen's been in the top 20 for quite some time, but there's levels to the top 20. And when you get up to top 10, that's something else. When you're in that top five category, and he is now ranked number sixth in the class, and every game seems to be impressing with words being used like dominant and multi-talented and versatile, and even people going so far as to say he is the best passing big man that they have seen in AAU, there are people saying he's the best passer, period, including himself. He's saying he's the best passer in the class. This is an elite, skilled individual, and it's somebody that Kenya Hunter has been on for a long time. And Maryland, his home state school, so again, with Liam McNeely, some, some similarities there in, there in that we're competing against a school that is the home state school, Derek Queen from the DMV, from the Maryland area. But they did lose all the assistant coaches, and one of them was the one that was the point person for Derek, and Indiana has just been consistent and been there, and we are throwing everything we can at it. Look, I wish I would have liked to have seen that Indiana had a presence at his championship game on Sunday uh, afternoon, early evening. I think that while it's normal for other coaches and schools to maybe not recruit that late on a Sunday, to me, that's where you look around and you go, oh, they're all going home. Let's go deep and show this kid how much we want him to be part of our team. Like that, 
to me is an opportunity that I don't have all the information on. I'm sure that there's good reasons why Indiana didn't, but I, I kind of was hoping that we would have some presence there for the last one to just do everything you can to create an edge for yourself. And look, we need an edge. We need an edge with Liam McNeely. We need an edge with Derek Queen. You're going about recruiting kids that are in the top 15, top 20 in the country who have no natural inclination to come to Indiana. There's no long-term relationship there with the program or the state. There's no handler that is really involved that has a long history with somebody. I mean, look, they're both at Mount Verde. That is our connection, but that's a connection that's been built for two years. It's not a 20 year connection. So these are interesting times for Indiana. Derek queen has just been crushing it. By the way, that Liam McNeely visit news courtesy of Jeff Rabjohns of pigs.com. And as we all know, there is no better place for recruiting news. Jeff broke that just about two hours ago. I want to say, uh, here on Monday, got that interview with Liam McNeely and got the news that he is coming to Indiana for a senior year official visit, pigs.com. All right, man, this is weird doing it without Ward. I'm just going and going and going. Third on that list, Boogie Fland. Boogie Fland, five-star point guard. He listed his top eight. And by the way, it's a big-time top eight. I mean, big-time top eight. Let me see if I can pull this up while I look at this. But the truth is that Boogie Flan was a guy whose recruitment was a little weird. I think that there was a lot of talk that he was going to go to North Carolina, that North Carolina took a commitment from somebody else, and that kind of opened the door. Indiana kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit on this recruitment and didn't jump in right away, but ultimately did jump in and has jumped in very hard lately, got Boogie to come to campus, impress the hell out of Boogie Flan and his family, which is great for Indiana. We know that when you get somebody to Bloomington, that is just such a huge advantage. He's listed his top eight as IU, Kentucky, Alabama, Michigan, North Carolina, Maryland, UConn, St. John's. So look, I mean, you're talking about UConn national champion. You're talking about North Carolina, recent national champion. And obviously North Carolina, one of the absolute blue bloods. You're talking about Michigan, who's just been a really good recruiter under Jawan Howard. But I don't give a shit about Michigan. You got Maryland in there under Kevin Willard, Michigan. I'm sorry, Maryland has been a force. Kevin Willard has done an incredible job in recruiting at Maryland and continues to be a big time a big time force there. And we'll see you got Rick Patino at St. John's Boogie Fland is a New York kid. So you cannot discount what Rick Patino can do there. So, and then you got Alabama, Nate Oates, and we know what he's done. So this is a heavyweight fight. Um, no word yet on when he's going to decide. I think that the big deal there to watch for is do we get Boogie Fland on a senior year official visit? And if we do, then you're in the, ball game and if not then I think you move on and who do you move on with well Jaden Mustaf who's a guy that we had to campus this summer another top 40 talent who is more of a 2-1 guard whereas Boogie is definitely a pure point guard with some two ability but J Jaden is definitely a 2-1 but if Jaden is is your backup plan to Boogie you're in pretty good shape so that's a, a big-time get. And then there also, we should say that the backup for Derek Queen is the kid who ostensibly was going to go to Duke, and I guess still might if Flory Badunga chooses not to go to Duke. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try. His first name is Patrick. He's six foot eleven. Most people think he's not offensively as gifted as Derek Queen. Um, six foot eleven, though, he's taller than Derek Queen. Derek's more in the six nine range. Um, Derek's a wider body. Uh, Patrick is taller. Um, Patrick's probably a little bit better of a, of a rim protector than Derek. But again, you're talking top 40 talent here, which is where we know that's where the elite boys play. And it's not where we have played with multiple, multiple guys. I go back to something I've been saying for a while now, the 2024 class for Mike Woodson and this staff has to be a third deck home run. It is set up to have the potential to be a third deck home run, but it needs to be because right now, I think what we did with the class of 2023, and I'm including the transfer Khalil Ware in there, is I think we plugged holes that we needed to plug 
after losing two elite talent in Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino. And I don't think you can overstate how big of those losses those two guys were. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is an all-time player at Indiana. He is just at the top of every meaningful statistic. Granted, he did not bring home a title, Big Ten, or national championship, but he got us back to the tournament the last two years. He set records in four years, not five, didn't use an extra COVID year to pad stats, you know, just turned in just mind-boggling statistics and production. And Jalen Huchofino is the best point guard we've had in a decade since Yogi Ferrell. And I would argue the best freshman point guard we've had, I don't know, since Isaiah Thomas. I mean, when you think about freshman point guard, that's how good he was, especially when Xavier went down. What he did to keep the team together was remarkable. And what he did, obviously, against Purdue is just, it's an all-time classic game. So you lose those two guys and you got to plug some holes. And we went out and we got Mackenzie Mbako and we got Kalel Ware. Now, are Mackenzie Mbako and Kalel Ware going to replace what Jalen Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis did last year? No, that's ridiculous. It would be ridiculous to expect that. So then where do you make up the difference? Obviously, you got to hope that Malik Renu takes a giant step forward. You got to hope that Anthony Walker coming in from Miami is going to give you some real minutes and depth. You got to hope that Trey Galloway's offensive game continues. Now, many of you might say it's not replacing Jalen with McKenzie. It's replacing Jalen with Xavier Johnson, who didn't play from the Kansas game on. That's fair. I think that we know when X is at his best, X is as good of a point guard in the Big Ten Conference and one of the best in the country. Um, we got to see the consistency from X. We got to see the explosiveness, but playing under control. I love X and love his game, and he can do a lot. But my point is that even with Jalen and with Trace, we were good last year. We weren't great. We weren't close to great as a team. We finished, you know, third in the Big Ten, but never competed to win the Big Ten. We didn't make it to the core, the, the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. We we didn't win multiple games in the NCAA tournament. We weren't good enough with those guys. So lose those guys, you have to first replace them, and then you have to go a step further. I'm not sure from a pure talent level that we're there this year, although from a depth perspective, we might be a deeper team. Might be. I say might because I have thought that we've been deeper every single year for the last 15 years, and we're never deeper. So I'm just going to hold uh, judgment on that. But it does seem like we have more guys with the ability to contribute. We'll see what happens when they roll the ball out and actually play games. But that gets to the 2024 class. You have to assume you're going to lose several guys next year. Chances are you might lose Mackenzie Mbako. You might lose Khalil Ware. You're going to lose Xavier Johnson. You, you know, you're going to lose Anthony Walker. So you're going to lose several guys that you're counting on to contribute. That's why the 2024 class has to not just be good to continue to plug holes. It's got to plug the holes and get us to a point where we are now moving towards elite status and talent. And that's why when you look at four guys that Indiana is recruiting hard in terms of Boogie Flan, Liam McNeely, Derek Queen, Jaden Mustaf, and then throw in Patrick as the backup for Derek Queen, you're talking about real potential to get three slash four top 40 talent. You're talking about real potential to get two top 15 talent, maybe even three top 20 talent between Liam Boogie and Derek. You do that and then fill in with, you know, Austin Schwartz, who's a sharpshooter, Edgecombe, who's a sharpshooter, get a shooter into that class, then see what happens in the transfer portal. Now you're talking about elite talent and depth of elite talent. That gets us to the next level. That's why the 2024 class has to be a game changer for Indiana University basketball so we can get out of this kind of place that we're in now and move to the next level of being the front runner in the Big Ten, a top 10 team in the country, a team that can really threaten to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. And look, I hope that happens this year. You get the right matchup, the right guys like C.J. Gunn and Malik Renew take a giant step forward. Who knows what could happen? 
But when you just look at it on paper, we still need to take another step forward in talent, in my opinion, which is worth, yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm sure Ward is listening to this just going, just shut up. Just absolutely shut up. I can't shut up. You know why? Ward, you're not here. But one month from yesterday, no, I'm sorry, one month from today is the Hoosier Fantasy Experience Weekend. It starts on August 17th. It runs through the 20th. Let me run through a couple of the events that you can still go grab tickets for. First, do you have kids between the ages of, of grades of one and six, first grade to sixth grade? Why not have them learn how to play basketball for a day from the one of the best women's basketball programs in the country? In fact, it's one of the best basketball programs in the country, period. One of the best basketball programs, the IU Women's Basketball Program, putting on a kid's clinic for grades first through sixth, boys and girls. Go to HoosierFantasyExperience.com. Sign your kids up. It's not that expensive. The money goes to NIL, supporting the IU women's basketball team. And you have an unbelievable experience of working out at Cook Hall, going to Assembly Hall. These women that are, are part of Terry Morton's program are just sensational people. We play games. There's contests. It is just one of the best events that we are a part of. HoosierFantasyExperience.com. Sign up for the women's clinic. Hoosier Fan Fest, Saturday night. Your first chance to see the IU men's basketball team. There's going to be a dunk contest, a three-point contest, a skills competition that fans will participate in. That's what the difference between us and the other events are. We bring fans down, they participate. What's also going to happen? We're going to have a little scrimmage, a little open gym between the players. Get to see these guys for the first time. See Mackenzie and Baco shoot the three. See Peyton Sparks just rip the rim off something. See Khalil Ware and his 14-foot wingspan dunk all over the place. It's going to be a blast. Um, go to HoosierFantasyExperience.com and click on FanFest. There are tickets available at all different prices. You want to just pay 5 bucks? Pay 5 bucks and get in the door. You'll probably get a really good seat autographs and pictures before the event and after the event there were some uh vip tickets still remaining i know it's expensive but we're doing something special only 10 tickets were available for a vip experience for a thousand dollars so you're making a big contribution to nil but what you get is a courtside seat with that you get to get into the autograph session a half an hour before everybody else so you get a vip line and you're making a huge contribution to IU Basketball NIL, you also get to participate in rebounding for the team, helping them get ready as they warm up that night for Hoosier Fan Fest. We can't wait. Uh, Hoosier Fantasy Camp, we're all sold out on that. Very excited. Very much looking forward to that. Hoping I don't break my foot or my butthole. Both things have happened as a direct result of Fantasy Camp. I don't want to get into it right now. Let's move on. And then, of course, there's the golf outing. There's still a couple slots left. We've had a couple dropouts. Get paired with a current Indiana coach, somebody on the staff, or a former player. It's at the foul course on August 18th, Friday at 9 a.m. Going to be a blast. Go to HoosierFantasyExperience.com for that. I was almost done with the intro, but we got some breaking news that I had to talk about. And as you can see, if you're watching the video exclusively, if you're a VIP member of Peegs.com, which is well worth the money, if for no other reason than to watch me smoke a cigar. But why am I smoking a cigar? Because today we announced. Our latest HHNIL.com ambassador, none other than five-star, ranked 10th in the country, superstar prospect, had committed to Duke, decommitted, chose Indiana over Kansas and many other programs. Could have gone anywhere he wanted. Where did he come? He came to Indiana. What's his name? Mackenzie Mbaco. What did we do? We just announced that he is an HHNIL.com ambassador. Mackenzie Mbaco, the latest of four Hoosier Hysterics and IL Ambassadors joining Jalen Hood Shafino and Malik Renew before him and Khalil Ware earlier this summer. We couldn't be more excited to have Mac on board as an ambassador for HHNIL. And the only reason we were able to do this is because people like you that listens to us, listens? Did I just say listens? I meant listen, that listen to us, decided to reach into your pockets or as it were, type on a keyboard and contribute money to HHNIL.com. That money has been aggregated from thousands and thousands of fans, and we're able to put these deals together. We said from the beginning, we want to make meaningful and impactful deals with big-time players. 
And we want to do that with your help. And we've been able to do that. Look at the, the roster of NIL ambassadors. It's a pretty good list of players, and it's just growing. We are so happy that McKenzie is on board. We are so happy that we have the support of IU fans like all of you. And we ask you, as we make these deals, we need to replenish the funds. We need to constantly replenish the funds. I ask you, go to hhnil.com. Consider signing up for a monthly recurring contribution, no matter how much it is, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you want. Every penny goes to the players. We don't take a penny of it. It goes straight, in this case, to Mackenzie Mbako, big-time, 10th-ranked prospect in the country, came to Indiana. Making these deals begets other deals. And making these deals puts Indiana into different conversations with top-level recruits. It's the name of the game right now in college basketball recruiting, and we are just so grateful and thankful to all of you out there who have contributed, and to those who haven't, please consider making your first contribution. HHNIL.com, Mackenzie Mbako, welcome aboard. Okay. That's all I got. I got to take a breath because it's time to move to our guest who is part of our summer series where we get to talk to the IU players, see how their summer's going. Always fun to talk to people that we've talked to before, but even more fun to talk to the newcomers as we get their first impressions of Bloomington and being there. And today is no different. So let's get to it. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is weird because Ward usually does that part, but here we are with another great interview in our summer series of talking to Indiana players. So, Eric, that's me. Who are we talking to? We are talking to a gentleman who hails from Covington, Georgia. He attended the powerhouse Newton High School. He rose to 67th ranked in the country. He played for the Atlanta Express on the AAU circuit. He is a six foot three guard with a six foot 11 wingspan, 42 inch vertical leap. He did have a 3.5 GPA in high school. He volunteers for nonprofits. He started his own business selling shoes. He's interested in stocks. He is a mogul in the making. And he is exactly what Indiana is looking for for the future of its backcourt. And the future starts now because he is a freshman at Indiana University. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ja'Kai Newton. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Just got done doing some schoolwork. Got it. Oh, there we go. What class? Um, it's uh, well, I got two of them open right now, but this is um, wellness. Okay. Like intellectual wellness. This is the assignment I'm doing right now. Are you enjoying the classes? Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Have you been able to do any? I would think you would want to get into some business classes at some point. Has that been part of it yet? Yeah, not not this early on, but yeah, definitely later down the line. Yeah, how how is the business? Uh, your business going? The shoe business is that still thriving? Well, it's, I put it on pause now, just because I'm I'm locking in on basketball right now. So I like it. I like a good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Let's talk about the hair. There's some red. It's a different <laughs> do. How long has this hairdo been going on? I got this done like I think going on three weeks. Three weeks. All right, so you got yeah, it in yeah. Bloomington. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy with whoever did your hair? Yeah, she's nice. She All right, nice she's one. good. Who gave you the recommendation to go to her? Um, nobody actually. I had follow her from like when I was back at home, so I seen her like a long time ago. Wow, and you put the red yeah. in for Indiana. Yeah, so oh, it stand out like when I'm open. All right, now, so walk me through. Look, I'm a guy with no hair, so I don't understand how this works. A haircut like you got going on right now, do you wash that? How do you wash that? Nah, so, I mean, you can't I mean, you can't wash it when it's like this, but as soon as you take it out, you wash it. How long do you think you'll keep this haircut? You've had it for three weeks? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take it out this weekend. Oh, this is it? And then what yeah. will it look like when you take it out? When I take it out, it's going to be real curly. Yeah. And then you got to get another do right away? No, I'm going to just let it hang down. And then when, if I want to get it styled again, I'll get it styled. When you play basketball, are you a headband guy? Do you put a headband on? I wore one. I think my junior year, I think that was. 
just so I could like keep my hair on my face. But I don't know. I think I'm more like more just a tie back. All right. Person, you know? All right. So listen, you've been in Bloomington now for what about four or five weeks yeah. or so. Yeah. Um, first off, who's your roommate? My boy Gabe. So you and Gabe, the freshman connection. Yeah. Uh how you guys you guys had already developed a bit of a relationship before you got here. You were both kind of recruiting for Indiana. But how has it been building an even closer relationship with him over these last few weeks? I mean, shit, I see him all the time, dude funny. Like we always talking, joking, and laughing around. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. And what what has it been like for you in Bloomington? How are you liking Bloomington and getting around and I assume you don't see that much of it because it's mostly Cook Hall and back home. But what do you yeah. think of Bloomington? I mean, it's smooth. Like you said, I ain't really get the chance to really do nothing. We locked in with basketball right now. And then it's the summer, too, so it really ain't nothing to do for real. Ain't nobody here. So, Although, who was it that we talked to? I think it might have been – I can't remember. Who, oh, I think it was CJ, maybe. He told us, like, sometimes you go to the hot tubs on top of that apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, we'd be over there often. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the place to go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So when you say nothing's going on, something might be going on at the hot tubs. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So you get to Bloomington. Um, look, let's just go right into it because there's been a lot of talk about your health. Um, when you got to Bloomington, the word was that you couldn't full go in practice because of the knee. Uh, give us just an update on on the status of that. Yeah, I mean it's it's getting better every week. Like you said, I haven't been able to like be fully practiced. I haven't been able to fully practice at all. So they just start. I just start being able to shoot jump shots. Uh, like about a week and a half ago, so they easing me into. Got all it. it. But it's feeling, it's feeling great. There's no pain, but they still just continue to ease me into all this stuff. Is that frustrating for you? Because I, I mean, walk me through a little bit of. Just trying to explain how we were all following your high school career, waiting for you to come back, come back, come back. And then you <laughs> did come back and you played in games. So obviously you're going full in those games. And there was there was talk about how you jumped out of the gym and blocked somebody that was going up for a dunk. And and then yeah. you come to Indiana and it seems like it took a couple steps backwards. How did what happened there? Yeah, I mean, just the injury I had is tough. Like it's not the micro fracture, that's a, that's a tough injury. And then even to those those two weeks I came back for high school, I really couldn't eat. Like, I really could have sat those out too. Like, mm. I just wanted to help the team win. But I was I was playing those games probably like 80%. Like wow. 80%. So, do, you wish, do you wish, looking back at it, that you would have sat those out? Um, I mean... Not really, because I'd never be able to go back and play those games again. Like that's that was my last, my last little high school run. But and those are your brothers there, right? Like you built relationships yeah. with those guys, and you couldn't go to war with them. Yeah, that was, it was tough dealing with that the whole season. But I mean, I mean, I was fine. though, like going into May, I was I got cleared again because after the season, I played for those two weeks, and then the next day the doctor shut me down for two months. So really? I couldn't do. Yeah, it was just like light skill work, no jumping, no, no none of that. And then I got cleared and um, ended up tweaking it right before I had to come back to school. So I was really doing great right before I had to come back. So then it kind of set me back. And you tweaked it just doing a workout? Doing rehab. Oh, God. Do you, yeah. when that happens, do you know right away? Like, do you? Yeah, I knew exactly because it's, it, it felt exactly the same as it did in December when I tweaked it because I was supposed to come back in January. I was supposed to have like the last two months of the season, but right. I ended up tweaking it and then had to wait another six weeks and then only got to play those last two weeks. So you tweak it right before you come to Bloomington. Then what happens? Are you dealing with the IU doctors at that point? And then and then they like get involved and say, listen, we're just gonna take it real slow. Or like, how does that work? Yeah, so I talked to I talked to the Indiana doctors and all that and lab trainers and pretty much it's just I gotta take it slow. Like the injury I got is tough. I've been out for so long, so I gotta build all my muscle back and still just take it easy. That's the biggest thing. Not rushing it to come back. The season don't start till November anyway, so how hard is that for you, though? I mean, you're a competitor. You want to play. 
you're you're there every day seeing all these guys go out on the floor and i know you want to get out there and play <laughs> how, how do you deal with that frustration uh, to be honest i don't even know i just i guess when i do come back and i'm 100 it'll just make me play even harder yeah so you gotta keep being patient just control what i control and just still try to bring my peace to the puzzle every day well, one thing that it has not prevented you from doing is clearly working out in the gym. You look yeah. jacked up. Like all these videos and pictures that Indiana has thrown out there. I mean, you look like you are in tremendous shape, obviously, in your upper body. Um, I, I mean, are you are you just kind of focusing your frustration of not playing in the weight room and doing everything you can? Well, I mean, the weight room has been the biggest thing for me since I was a freshman in high school. So coming to transition from high school to college as far as the weight room for me was pretty easy because I worked out a lot. I stayed in the weight room in high school. So, I mean, that ain't never changed. And then I'm in there with Cliff twice a, twice a day. Really? So, twice a day? Yeah, because I can't do much on the court. So he, he get me right in the weight room. And are you at all worried about working out so much that the new muscles that you're building on top of the muscles you already have will affect your basketball fluidity and and your nah. shot? Not worried about that. Nah, because as soon as I as soon as I'm allowed to like start shooting for real, I'll be in the gym as much as I am in the weight room. So, so when the team is practicing and they're going five on five and they're doing the drills and you're not able to participate in them. Are you watching? Are you on the sidelines every single day watching? Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. Either I'm on the sidelines watching or I'm with Cliff getting me a workout in. Okay. And are you trying to – I mean, there's a lot of concepts, right? Like we've heard we've heard that Woody talks a lot about nail, rim, slot, things like that, and there's yeah. concepts on how he does coverages on, on – picks and screen and roll that are very different. I mean, they're like NBA concepts. Yeah. Are you able to study those and you think get them without being out there? Or or do you think there'll still be a learning curve once you get out there? Yeah, I mean, um, I watch the film. Like, we get the film back after every practice, too, so I tune in today and then I watch it. But, I mean, we're, real, we're very, like, on the service level of it right now. It ain't got too deep, so... I think it's, it's pretty easy for the most part right now. It ain't too much, but I think once we really get into it, it'll definitely be a learning curve just because I haven't played in so long. So right. the baby stuff, I got to get back used to. All right. Well, you're going to put on your coach slash talent evaluator hat here because you've had a lot. You are in the best position of any of your teammates to talk about your teammates because you've been watching them for the last several weeks. So yeah. give me, let's start with your roommate. Give me your first impression on, on seeing Gabe play every day that up close and personal i respect him so much because like, i don't know like, like that many people know how hard he works like he's in the gym before practice before lift every day since the first day we was here no matter how sore no matter how hard the lift is or how hard practice is he here the next morning so just to see him he's very smart you can tell by watching the players high IQ, he can shoot he doesn't get sped up so I like Yo. that. All right, let's hit another freshman, Mac Mackenzie Mbako. Yeah, Mac a dog. He's a tough shot maker. He's a tough yeah. shot maker. Yeah, that's what I like about him. Did you know him at all before uh, he committed? Nah, I just know he played with my boy uh, Steph in like the McDonald's game. That's Stephen I, Castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I knew. I don't know. Got it. And what has it been like building a relationship with him? Are you guys bonded because you're freshmen uh, coming in together yeah, to this thing? Yeah, man, cool too. Like he's he's staying in the room right down for me, me and Gabe. So, got it. All right, let's move over to Max roommate, who we call affectionately Groot, because <laughs> you know why? Because he's 14 feet tall and has a 27 yeah. foot wingspan. Kalel, where? What do you think about seeing Kalel up close? They're probably the funniest dude on the team to me. But wait, Khalil's um, the funniest dude to me. Him and Gabe, I like uh, that. I him, like Gabe, that. Uh, wow, because we've heard a lot of people have said KB is the funniest guy on the team. KB don't talk that much. Yeah, you know what's funny though? KB told us that he thinks people think he's funny just because he's from. 
Atlanta and they just don't get how he talks. And you are from that area, so you don't you don't find it that funny. You get it. You find Khalil funny. Yeah, not Khalil funny. It's just stuff he be saying. Like, I don't know. He just funny. But as far as like on the court, like yeah. he got it, he's getting back too because he had to deal with a little ankle sprain, yep. but like his size out there, he able to affect a lot of lot a lot of layups and he alters a lot of shots and he real skilled too. He can shoot the ball too. So yep. All right, let's hit up um, the other newcomer uh, who you've seen so far. There's obviously Anthony Walker from Miami who should be in Bloomington next week, hopefully. But let's talk about Peyton Sparks, who looks like he's built like a German tank. Uh, what is Peyton Sparks like up close? So we call P, you call him the Hulk. That's the Hulk. Like. Yeah, he... He's just so strong, like you can just tell when he put his weight on somebody. Like he just move him out of the way. So yeah, he, he's he's strong. He's and different. what about when he goes up with two hands for a dunk? Yeah, you ain't getting that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's talk about the freshman last year. You got to see them when you came and watched a, a game or two in Bloomington, but I'm sure you watched a lot on TV. Malik Renew, what do you see from Malik? Malik's very skilled. Like when he posting up his moves, his footwork, he got a great touch too. Like I love watching him play. Yeah, he, I yeah. love his demeanor too. He's an emotional guy on the court. He gets worked yeah. up. I like that. He's passionate. Yep. Yeah, that's that's someone I can't wait to play with too. I feel like we can feed off like each other's energy. Uh, let's move over to CJ Gunn. Yeah, CJ. She, CJ, tough shot maker too. I watched him. He's very active off ball. He plays defense too. From watching him in the practices and all that too, very competitive. When you watch these guys, especially like a CJ or a Trey Galloway or any of the guards, basically, and you are known to be a guy, obviously, very strong, very quick, very athletic, and you told us you love defense. Are you just dying to get out there and stop one of these guys? When you see him like hitting several yeah. shots in a row, you just want to get out there and show them? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to everybody when I get back. <laughs> yeah. And you're the kind of guy who wants to guard the best player on the other team, right? Yeah, most definitely. I love that. I love that. You're Russell Westbrook, right? That's the guy who you, you've talked about patterning your game after. You love the way he plays. Yeah, I feel like he's just a dog. His mentality. Like, he tries to kill every time he's on the court. He does. Not only every time, but, like, every possession. Yeah. You know, he goes hard to the hole every time. He tries to stop his man every time. He just always plays hard. Yeah, got no fear. No, uh, I mean, I wish he could shoot a little better. But other than that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about KB. Yeah, KB, that's my guy. You know, back, back at home. But, um, yeah, KB's super athletic. Like, in his bill, he's super long, too. So I think KB will be like a dog on defense and getting out in transition. I think he really better affect the game. And you and KB knew each other from, from back home? A little bit, yeah. Did you ever play against him? Nah, KB was on the um, Adidas circuit. Got it. You were on the Nike? I was on Under Armour. Under Armour. Yeah. Let me, can, can we just take a, a, a detour for a second down that road? How much does that, matter from like put yourself back in the recruiting world when you were getting recruited we hear all the time that like if a guy's a nike guy he's not going to go to an adidas school is that real yeah. what you say i said that one more time we've heard as fans that like if a kid is like a nike kid meaning that he plays on the nike circuit and plays for a nike team in high school that he's not going to go to an an adidas college I mean, you were an under. You were playing on the Under Armour circuit. You went to Indiana's and Adidas school. Does that do kid do do young guys talk about that? Um. Well, I talked about it as like I hated Under Armour ball, like the ball they have. So I was like, oh. I, ain't finna, I ain't trying to practice with that every day in college. So that's that's how I looked at it. But I know some people may like where they play and want to play for a school like that's the same brand. So it could, it could impact yeah, I think, people. I think it depends on what it is. But for you, it was all about the ball. You just did not want to play with yeah, that Under Armour ball. Yeah, like I prefer Nike or Adidas. Got it. 
I like that. I mean, I prefer Nike. I hope Indiana one day goes to Nike. Maybe while you're there, but we don't need to talk about that now because we don't want to shit all over Adidas. I can do the shitting on Adidas. You can't. Okay. Um, let's talk uh Trey Galloway. Trey dog. He bring he plays hard, like crazy man. Like I call him Rambo because that's what we look like to me. But, um, Trey, <laughs> I like that. Trey, yeah, Trey really shoot the ball too. Like the little shooting drill we got, Trey always got the highest record for it. Really? So, yeah. That's did that surprise you how well he was shooting the ball? No. Nah, I think last year. Um, yeah, he shot the ball incredibly well last year. And let's talk about the the tip of the spear at Indiana this year. The leader it seems to be it's Xavier Johnson that he is the guy who kind of sits at the head of the table for this team. Uh, he's the oldest guy on the team. He's a, you know, was he a sixth year senior now? Um, been there since like the Nixon administration. And what do you think of uh, X and what's it like being on a team that X leads? Oh, nah, it's like, I think he's going to have a huge impact on our season this year. Like, um, he can create for others, and then his speed is different. Like, the way he's able to attack, he can create for everybody, too. So I think he can really help my game out, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I It's funny because I see you as a combo of, like, Trey Galloway and Xavier because I see, like, you're the same size, as, same height, basically, as Trey, right, both around 6'4". Yeah. Um, and you like playing off the ball. But the way X is built and his strength and his explosiveness, I think you you know you have that. You have this great combination of skills and and natural talent. Plus, you've got a high basketball IQ with both with both both of those guys have. Like it does seem like two guys that that are going to be great to learn from. Having Trey and X there as upperclassmen. Have you um, been taken under the wing by any of the upperclassmen? Do you do you find that they try to look out for the young guys, or are they initiating you into it? Nah, well, I mean, I haven't really been on the court for real, so I can't really like right. You feel me? Like I ain't really had a chance to really get any advice on them guys on like the stuff we work on, really, because I ain't really been able to do nothing. But I think once I definitely get back into the fold, they definitely um, help me out with that. All right, let's talk about the coaches. So you were recruited by Yasir. He was the point person on your recruitment. Uh, I assume that relationship has continued to grow and evolve. What's your impression of, let's start with Mike Woodson. We've heard so many fun things about Woody. We've seen him in practice. We've been able to spend time with him. We love the guy. What's your? You're already laughing. What's your impression of Woody? Because uh, Woody just funny. Like They talk so much trash, like the whole coaching staff. Like, it's, it's crazy. They know. talk trash to each other. To each other, like on my visits, they were talking trash to each other. They talk crazy to, to the players, though. Like they stay, they stay saying so. What is the funniest thing you've heard Woody say since you've been there these last five weeks? I can't, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us? Don't say what it was. Who was it to? Malik. Um, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Did Malik laugh at the end of it? Yeah. It did. Okay, good. Yeah. Has Woody gotten out there and shot some shots? He likes to grab the ball and shoot. Yeah, nice shoot at the beginning of every practice. Yeah, and what do you think? Has he still got any game? Maybe clanking most of them, but <laughs> he probably goes six for ten. That's not good. Kenya, does Kenya get out there? We saw a practice once where Kenya got out there and he got he fell over his own feet and fell on his ass. <laughs> that actually happened. You can ask nah, him about I it. I ain't seen nah, I ain't seen nah, him out there being active for real. Nah. And what about Yah? Coach Yah, I ain't seen Coach Yah shoot too much. You know, yeah, I just be talking crazy though. That's all he be talking. They be talking crazy, but Nah, I ain't seen y'all doing too much. You know, coming and then obviously you've got Coach Walsh, um, who I know has been out a little bit lately because he just had a baby. Mm -hmm. So congrats to Coach Walsh. Have you been able to spend any time with uh, Jordan Hulls? Not too much time, but Coach, I mean, I'm always, I always see him around. And he always had practice and stuff like that. But, yeah. So coming from Atlanta and not being somebody who grew up, you know, 
you know, kind of born into Indiana University basketball. Has there been any kind of education that you've gone through just on learning the history of Indiana? Are, are Coach Woody and other guys, you got Calbert Chaney there now, who's the, you know, many consider the goat of Indiana basketball. Are you starting to pick up some of the history? How does that work? Well, that kind of started when I started getting recruited because before I got recruited, I knew zero about Indiana basketball. I, I, I didn't know. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't know nothing. Sure. Sure. As I started getting recruited um, and I started taking interest in Indiana, that's when I started doing my research and started finding out about Woody and Calvert Chaney and all those guys. Have you, um, I know Calvert hasn't been there that long. Have you been able to meet with him at all or talk to him at all? Yeah, I've been able to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Coach, yeah. Coach Chaney, real cool. I can't wait to like when I can really get back so I can really work with him. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's the GOAT. I mean, he was the smoothest player I've ever seen play at Indiana. Yeah. Just, he had a lefty jump shot that was silk. I mean, it was just absolute silky smooth. Yeah, I did my research. Yeah, there I'm you not... go. I like that. I think Woody would probably say he was smoother than Cheney. Probably, you know, they talk so much trash, and that, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, just back to your knee for a second. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know how how to ask this any other way except right at it, but has anyone talked to you about red shirting? Is that even part of the conversation? Um, nah, it ain't part of like it's my injury. It's not. It's not that serious. It's um because the same way I tweaked it now is the same way I tweaked it in December. It pushed me back six weeks, and then I was able to play. I wasn't a hundred, but I was able to play. So, and then that's back at home with the stuff like we don't have any other treatment down. Right. Now, so I'm getting the best of the best up here. So. So you're spending uh, a lot of time with Tim Garl, I bet? Yeah, every day. Every Got day. It. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, so sure. so the redshirt conversation isn't even on the table right now? Nah, like I, I stick at all my athleticism and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm good. Good. And do you – when you look at this team and you see all those players out there that we just ran through, do you see it as like, I got to get back on the court because I'm going to earn my minutes this year. I'm going to show these guys when I get out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just to prove it to them, prove it to myself. Like, I know I'm going to surprise a lot of people when I get back. But just for the fact that a lot of fans don't know don't know me because I haven't played in so long. So I feel like I'm kind of under the radar. But when people be like, what I bring to the table, I think I'm going to shock a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, look, you have tantalized us because when Indiana first started recruiting you, we all went on YouTube and watched as much footage of you as we could. And there's not a ton out there, but what there is is a dog who is athletic and long and strong and can shoot and can drive. So we're we're just dying to see you play, man. We're just dying yeah. to see you play. I mean, I think the craziest thing is like, when I got hurt on my birthday in the last real time that I was consistently even working out and playing, I was 16. Like, so people haven't seen me for a long time. So wait, you got hurt on your birthday? Yeah, my last game, it was strive for greatness, so we played Gabe. I played against uh, Gabe May 7th last year. That was my last game. I got hurt May a month before that. May 7th of 2022? Yep. So that was the last time you were playing consistently? Yeah, well, even well, a month before that, I didn't play. I played, like, April 8th, and then that's when I tweaked my knee, went to see the doctor. She misdiagnosed it. So I came back, and then – so really around April was the last time I was consistent. Like, so it's out. been almost, you know, a year and a quarter, you know, that yeah. since you've really played. Man, I can't – so what do you do to deal with that? Do you have other outlets, other creative outlets? Like, how do you – do you play? Are you a video gamer? Are you reading books? Are you a podcast I, guy? I, What's going on? I don't. I don't. I don't got a game. I don't play the game. I just. I mean, the hard part of it is over now. Like I don't went through the long year of not being able to walk and not being able to run and all that. So I'm over that now. For me, it's just mentally just trying to stay positive. I pray a lot. It's just when it's my time to show people like what they've been missing. I'm a song. Are That's you a? Are you a religious guy? Uh, yeah. Your faith is important to you? I would yeah. imagine that somebody like Cliff, who obviously faith is very important to Cliff too, that's got to be that's got to be a comfortable setting for you with Cliff. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Cliff's in the verses every morning. Is that right? Yeah. That's great. Have you gone to church with him? 
Yeah. That's great. Oh, and what wow. about fishing? Have you fished with them? I haven't been yet. We only went once, and I missed it because I had to get some homework done. But I'm looking forward to that, too. So um, the, your relationship with Cliff has to be extremely tight, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm in there with him twice a day, about four, five, six times a week. So, Tell tell us, we've talked to Cliff, and we've heard a lot about him, but tell us what's special about Cliff. What is it about him that makes it easy? I mean, look, you guys are very different people. You're from very different you know, backgrounds, you, you're very different generations. What is it about Cliff that makes it so easy to connect with him? Cliff, like, I don't know. I feel like you can just feel his passion and what he does. Like, I don't know. I feel like he makes us feel all connected through the weight room. That's what he does. And like the environment and that we, we still work hard, but we get to joke around, laugh too. Like it's a, it's a good environment and it's easy to get better in that type of environment. And that's, I think, a lot of that credit goes to him. So we talked to your roommate who got his name already on the record board, right? Yeah. Did you have you gotten your name on the record board yet? You talking about game for the other uh, the weightlifting? Yeah. Yeah, I did well, I think last week I did eighteen the record. Would it be on the record board? I gotta do twenty, so I gotta do two more. Wait, so you gotta do two more eighteen, what, one eighty five reps? Yeah. And you think, and you got to get to twenty to to set the record. Yeah. What do you think the chances are that you're going to set that this year? Oh, that's easy. We we test again in two weeks. I'll get that done. And we'll you're going to get weeks. it done in two weeks. Yeah. How if I said to you how many if you had to max out how many do you think you could do? A one eighty five. Yeah. I say probably twenty right on the dot. Twenty twenty one. Right on the dot. Yeah. I don't think I could do it with a pulley system it's and tough. three and three friends oh. can't do it um all right so a couple questions about your teammates these are first impression questions you've just met kind of everybody uh you're walking down kirkwood at night and a bunch of purdue assholes are wearing their purdue gear and it's just you and like five of them you have to pick one teammate. You guys are going to be in a fight. It's going to be a Donnie Brook. Which teammate are you choosing? I'm going to take my boy Leaky. Malik. Malik's going to be your boy in that fight. I'll take Malik. Yeah. And by the way, is his nickname Leaky? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like. I like yeah, that nickname. Weird. All right. So Leaky's your your partner. Now, here's the other question, the flip side of that. You're walking down Kirkwood. You see these five Purdue assholes coming at you. Which teammate, if he showed up to fight with you, would you run the other way because you know there's no shot? Like, there's no shot that he'd be able to help me? Yeah, like you're going to get your ass kicked, so it's time to turn tail and run. Yeah, I'm mad to say my, my boy Ian. <laughs> you don't think he can fight? Nah, but I ain't running. All right. Nah. Oh, you ain't running. I like that. Nah. I like it. I like it a lot. You've already said that um, um, Leaky and Khalil are the two funniest guys on the team. Who would you, if you had to pick somebody to be stuck in an elevator with for like six hours? It's just you and one teammate. Who would it be? Malik. I like it. Leaky. And who would you not want to be stuck in an elevator with for six hours? Probably Peyton. He's too big. I probably, <laughs> probably want to get a fit enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Which yeah. coach or member of the staff would you want to be stuck in the elevator with for six hours? If you had to pick one. I'd be an old coach, yeah. Coach, yeah. That's your man. I get it. All right. Have you been able to test out any of the food options in Bloomington? Um, I ain't gonna lie. I done probably spent like five hundred dollars on canes since I've been up there. <laughs> What's your order at Raising Canes? What is it? I get the caniac combo with um extra bread. Yeah, you're a bread guy. You're a Raising Canes guy. So you choose Raising Canes over Chick Fil A. 
Oh no, nah, it's just the fact that like back at home, they just built us a cane. So before that, we never had it. And I went oh. out of town for a tournament one time and I had it for the first time. And I've been like one yeah. that ever since. So I it's addictive. Got one of the, it's yeah. addictive. I think they put something in it that makes it totally addictive. Yeah. Um, what about are you a pizza guy? Oh yeah, I'll be uh I just had some pizza earlier today from uh Eric Gordon's his little spot right over there. Eric Gordon's Greek Pizzeria. Yeah, it's right around. It's like a foam in the walk. I love it. It's right near Evolve. Yeah, Rush right. Bowl over there, too. I go to Rush Bowl, too. Got it. Got it. All right. Doesn't seem like either one of those options is on the Indiana Nutrition Plan. Nah, Rush Bowl is, but... Rush Bowl. But, but not Eric Gordon's Greek Pizzeria or Raisin Cane's. Nah, shit, YOLO. And then we work out too much anyway, so I ain't you. Yeah, I was. I don't know what I'm talking about. I look at you and like, what, do you know what your body fat is? It's uh, 4.5. Oh my god, I have 4.5 body percent body fat in my right arm. <laughs> 4.5. What? Yeah. What? What? Were, have you been measured recently? Are you six four? Are you a legit six four? Oh, six three. Six three yeah. in shoes. Six four. Yeah. All right. And what about your reach? Length. Uh, come on, standing reach. No, no, a wingspan. It's, it's it's like this much under six eleven. It's like it ain't even half an inch. It's like right there. Okay. And you, I assume you haven't been measured for your vertical leap because of your knee, so you can't really get measured for that, right? Yeah, nah. I'm gonna say when I first do it, uh, at least forty. At least. Yeah, you got to do at least forty. Yeah. I mean, at why least. do it if you're not gonna hit forty? You feel me? Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Do you have a nickname on the team? I got like a thousand of them. What What is the one you like the most and like the least? I can't even say which one I like the most. At least they just call me all type. They call me any, any rapper because of my hair. They call me all type of stuff. I would imagine when you came in with that hairstyle that Woody might have had a couple things to say about it. Yeah, he said, I leave, come back, everybody but have a bald head. Yeah, he lost his mind. He crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. So um, how are you finding living away from home? I know you have a very close family. Um, what's it been like being away from home for this long? I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely different. Still getting used to it. I call my folks like every other day. Talk to my my little brother, my little sister, and all that. But it's, I mean, on to a new journey, so yeah, still different to it. And uh, do have you had to learn how to do like laundry for yourself? Oh no, I've been doing laundry since I was like third grade. Oh yeah, you're you're an industrious guy, so I would imagine that. What about cooking for yourself? Nah, nah, that's that's why I don't spend like five hundred on cans. <laughs> I can I can make you with grilled cheese. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's it. That's all I got for you. All right. Peanut butter? You a peanut butter and jelly guy? Nah, I don't, I don't mess with no peanut butter. You don't mess with no peanut butter and jelly? Or jelly, nah. All I right. Nah. Uh, Interesting. All right. Well, look, man, uh, we're going to see you uh, in person in a month here with the Fantasy Camp and the Fan Fest all coming up. Um, any chance your family coming to that? Uh, I haven't talked to them about it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to see what we can do, see if I can get them up there. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you're going to be coaching a, a group of yeah. old idiots like me. That's going to be funny. Yeah, it is going to be. It's going to be funny. That's for sure. Uh, we are <laughs> looking forward to seeing you. I got to tell you, man, I'm not kidding. The fan base is so excited to see you get out on that court. We know what you have to offer. We know what your potential is. And we want to see you realize that potential at IU. And we just cannot wait till you get out there. Yeah, well, appreciate you. All right, buddy. Thanks for taking the time on a Monday night. I know it's late for you. Uh, hopefully, you get some canes. Did you have canes for dinner tonight? No, nah, but it's shit. It don't close another three hours. All right, man. You be good. Say hi to Gabe for us, and we'll see you in about a month. Yes, sir. I got you. All right. Take care. You too. That was a guest. That was a guest. That deep voice. That Barry White voice. Right. That Barry White voice is no joke i wish i was just like one one hundredth as cool 
as Ja'Kai Newton. I got no shot. I mean, he's just so cool. The hair, the voice, the style. I would like to eat canes for 500 hours. If I had 500 hours worth of canes over the course of five weeks, which is what he has done, just think about what that breaks down to, 100 bucks a week at Raisin Cane's. I would look like the guy in the movie, The Whale. That's what I would look like. I would be the real life whale. I would have to be lifted out of my house with a crane through the ceiling. They'd have to blow a hole through it. Um, I'm just excited for the guy to be able to play. Interesting that, I mean, you know, you heard it from his mouth. He has just not been able to do really anything. Um, Just starting to jump shoot about a week ago. So he's still a ways away from us knowing what, we have there. And by the way, this is why when we talk about depth, you just never know. I mean, starting the season with a guy who's just not ready to go yet. I hope by November he is ready to go. And like he said, you just got to play it patient. Interesting that he tweaked it right before he came back to Indiana, which obviously was a setback. Interesting that he probably shouldn't have played those two weeks that he did in the high school season. Um, and also I thought interesting that as of right now, the red shirt conversation has not happened. So clearly he wants to play. He wants to contribute. He wants to earn his minutes. And, uh, we want him to, because that guy's got all the skills, all the talent, all the natural ability and physical tools to impact Indiana in a big way in the backcourt, a big, strong, athletic, explosive guard. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. Oh my God. I forgot to ask him to do it. I mean, I, I with Ward, I forget. Without Ward, I forget. Anyway, Ward will be back next week. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I, but that's sometimes why. Oh, I changed it to but that sometimes why. Doesn't make any sense. I'll talk to you later, guys. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.